on this episode, how many episodes do I need to launch my podcast? Welcome to Season 7 of Podcraft, and this is the Frequently Asked Question Season. See, we get questions in every single day via the website, social media, all sorts of different places. We thought it was about time we go through as many of them as we can. I'm Colin Gray, I'm joined by Matthew McLean, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you're asking. Take it away, Matthew. So, great question that's came in from Mary on the website. How many episodes do I need to launch a podcast? Uh, one. Is that us done now? End of the episode? Done, finished. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you, there's yeah. a lot of different information out there about this sort of thing. Yeah. You only need one podcast and, you know, that's you one up episode, and running. One episode, yeah, one, one episode. One episode, yeah. Terminology. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're, did, we might as well clarify that, actually, just in case there's any... Um, uh, quite early stage podcasters listening. I mean, when we talk about a podcast, we're talking about the whole series, aren't we? We're talking about a, an entire podcast, which could be one episode, it could be 50 episodes. And one episode is actually just that one listen, because a lot of people mix that up as well. So, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so you could, yeah, you could, you can launch as long, you can submit to iTunes as long as you have one episode live in your podcast feed, in your RSS feed. But so what, what's the advantage of doing it with just one then? Because you're up and running, like that's you in the game. Uh, yeah. With every week that passes that you don't launch your podcast, there are people out there, uh, your competitors, if you like, who yeah. are putting out content, they're getting downloads, they're climbing those iTunes rankings. And the longer you hold back, the further you fall behind. Yeah, they're leaving so behind, yeah. Even if you've got like 10 amazing episodes recorded, they're, they're not out there. So you need to be getting them out there, basically. Yeah. Uh, that's that's why I'm quite a big proponent of just getting it done, getting yeah. it launched. Just getting something out but there. But there obviously are benefits from going with like the three episodes as well, aren't yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the other, well, the other benefit I would say of one episode is that as soon as you've got one out there, uh, like you say, that's you started at least, but it's it's motivation. <laughs> so you've got one live um, and suddenly if you think that uh, it's going to take you two weeks to create another episode, then that's quite a bit gap. So it, it motivates you to get on and just um, start creating the next ones. No procrastination. Um, but yeah, the, so launching with three, I mean, the... The first thing that always occurs to me with three, well, the first thing that always comes up when you talk about launching with three is the fact that, you know, if somebody subscribes to your show, then if there's three episodes there, then if they like the first one, they're more likely to listen to the second one and the third one straight away. And that is what starts to build engagement. That's what starts to build their, you know, they spend more time with you and therefore they're more likely to become fans of your show straight away, subscribe and keep listening next time. Uh, they're more likely to sort of just become you know, addicted almost to your content. Yeah. So what else is there, do you think, in around three episodes? Or I say three, but it doesn't have to be three. I just mean multiple episodes. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get, uh, like, if, if people are... Um spending a bit more time with you like you say they're, they're, they've just got a chance to settle in with you don't they if if you just listen to one episode of someone might be a decent episode there's always a chance that you might just uh, if it's a 10 minute episode yeah. just move on aye and so, forget about it never, yeah. never listen to it again <laughs> um, I think actually the bigger question this is probably one that suits you really well eh, because you help you've helped a ton of people launch shows particularly what so launching with three we're talking about having three live when you launch but actually is that all you're going to have ready well if you're doing something like a an interview show i suppose it might be it might be a good idea but again i'm wary of like using this as a procrastination <laughs> thing but yeah. doing some interviews in the lead up to it um 
again, there's so many pitfalls of this. You, you start doing interviews, you start putting them away, uh, you end up with this massive bank of recordings. Um, another thing as well is like, is your, is your podcast evergreen or is it time sensitive? Because a lot of people, if they're doing uh, time sensitive stuff, don't have the opportunity to be getting stuff in the bank. Yeah, yeah, uh, as yeah. soon as they're putting out content, maybe it's a sports show or a politics show yeah, or a yeah. news show. Aye, it uh, needs to be really up to date. Yeah. There's no point in recording stuff for like three months ago because yeah. if you're not putting that out there, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. But I think the vast majority of people can benefit from having a few episodes queued up at least, you know, like... Um, gives them a bit of a buffer, means that they can stay more likely to stay regular, I would have said. So yeah, it's a good idea. I, th- I mean, I think our, what do we aim for? We tend to think about three live and maybe three or four in the bank. So it gives you like up to a month buffer. Yeah. And I, again, I think like, it sounds like I've got no consistency here, <laughs> but a benefit of doing three is that you've got the experience of recording three podcasts. Yeah. So you're more you know, you you probably know more that it, it is for you. It's something that you want to do. Yeah. Uh, if you literally, if your entire podcasting experience is recording a 10 minute episode, you're still very inexperienced. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll be halfway through episode two that you realize that you hate it, but yeah. you've already signed up. You've already launched a podcast. You've told everyone about yeah. it. So yeah. there's yeah. that as well. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I, yeah. I guess there's no, there's no right or wrong answer, is there? Yeah. Yeah. I, so uh, yeah. when it comes down to it, what we're saying is, don't procrastinate <laughs> so make sure that whether you're launching if if creating three is going to make you hold back for ages on launching then don't bother just put one out and see what happens uh if creating three and not having another three ready is going to make you procrastinate again then just create the three and get it ready and then actually just try and keep up beyond that so yeah whatever helps you get your show out quicker is better um uh, yeah any last thoughts on that uh, just the whole like new and noteworthy thing as yeah, well. Yeah. Like, and don't don't obsess over that. You know, getting featured on iTunes and that—that's all great. Um, and it's many, a wee boost, but not. Yeah, exactly. Much. But you know, don't don't make that the crux of your podcast yeah, launch. Yeah. Your podcast when you're doing a podcast, it's a long term thing. It's like getting a dog. You know, yeah, it's not just yeah. for Christmas. Aye. Um, the the real benefits that you'll get from your podcast are going to come after nine months, 18 months, yeah. five years. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's a slow burn and you've mm-hmm. got to put the work in and work hard at it. You're not just going to throw uh, two or three episodes out there, start getting thousands of downloads and make loads of money and retire. That's just not going to happen. So I suppose be be realistic as well and, yeah. Yeah. and um, you know, know that you're, you're going into this as a long-term project. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's one of the reasons people procrastinate a bit over having like, five episodes ready and five in the bank because they want to make sure they take full advantage of that first eight weeks. And I've seen people, uh, I've seen people putting things off for like six months or even a year because they just, because it's quite a big bit of work to get all of those episodes ready to to feel like, you know, if you don't take advantage of that first eight weeks, and I, I'm, I say eight weeks because that's what's known as the new noteworthy uh, period, people thinking if they don't take full advantage of that, then their podcast is scuppered. But it's nonsense because... Um, we've had lots of evidence in the past which, which has shown that it doesn't make that much of a difference. Even if you're on the front page of the entire iTunes store, we've not seen it increasing downloads that much. So don't worry about that stuff. Just get an episode out there. Try and keep to a regular period and uh, and that's about as best as you can do. So uh, I wanted to do a listener comment. 
got something in from uh, a listener called Bruce Hutchin uh, and he you know, I've not got the end of his name, it could be Hutchison or Hutchin <laughs> cut it down. Or- Bruce, sorry if I get the last <laughs> name wrong here, Bruce, Bruce Hutchin Hutchin or Hutchison uh, and it's uh, the Whitetail Rendezvous podcast but I'll let you, I'll let um, him tell you a little bit more about it um, and uh, yeah here's, uh, here's Bruce's comment this is Bruce Hutchin, your host of Whitetail Rendezvous. Yes, that is the name of the show, Whitetail Rendezvous Podcast, heard across North America. I've been doing it since March of 2015, launched the show on August 31st, 2015. The ideal listener, my avatar, is anybody from 10 to, to 90 who like to hunt whitetail, who are, love the outdoors, who want to get youth and women involved, and most important, would love to share the stories of the hunt. Right now, I'm averaging just a little over 500 listeners. I spike uh, the highest at 900, and in the beginning, we were in the low hundreds. The best way that I get new listeners is through social media and referrals. Once you get into a group uh, like Trees and Tribe, um, there's about 100 people, so we work through that uh, to get um, new guests on the show. How do I monetize the show? That's the million-dollar question. Actually, that's the $1,000 question. At present, I am not monetizing. I'm looking to hire an ad agency to do some search uh, for me. I'm going to ATA to promote the show, and um, I'm looking for uh, sponsors that I just know in the hunting industry. So those are my questions. So thanks very much for that, Bruce. Uh, some interesting stuff in there. If you listen to the last episode, we did uh, how do you reach a non-technical audience? I would say that Bruce's audience here, again, it might be stereotyping, but I would imagine sort of um, uh, hunters and uh, countrymen and stuff like that are kind of uh, probably on the less technical side of things. Might be wrong there, but maybe Just on average. You don't get a great Wi-Fi signal <laughs> when you're out, out Aye, in the mountains. Out in the, uh, out in the wild. Um, so he's doing well. He's uh, he's using social media, sounds like, to grow his audience. And like we said in that last episode, people who, even if you're not technical, quite often you still end up on Facebook, at least keep in touch with friends and stuff. So Facebook groups can work really well. Um, and his monetization question as well, sounds like he's looking to get an ad agency involved to monetize the show. Um, I would say uh, with 500 listeners, you might struggle to get an agency to take you on at that stage. Generally, they look for you to have between... A thousand, two thousand, if you've got a really niche audience, or uh, above three thousand or so to actually get involved in that kind of thing. But I don't, wouldn't let that stop you because you've got such a a good niche there. I would say for advertising, actually finding somebody directly. Like if you go, I mean, hunting, you've you've got a really directed audience there. People who are interested in hunting equipment, uh, from anything from the guns themselves down to you know what you wear when you go out and hunt. So if you find somebody that creates a product that you use a lot, so maybe the the jacket that you use or the shoes or the you know the the carry bag or something that you use to carry your your rifle or something like that, then you can approach them and it could be a really good way to get a sponsor a sponsor on your show um, and help you grow the audience as well because they might be able to re-promote you to their audience or to their customers so anyway thanks for sending that in Bruce it was really good uh, if you wanted to send in a comment this was something that came in just through our content page uh, contact page sorry so you can find that at thepodcasthost.com forward slash contact and we're always looking to hear comments from listeners which let you know what you're up to uh, you know what your podcast is about how you're growing your audience 
audience and how you're monetizing that show as well. It's just great case studies that let us share it with our audience, share experience, uh, learn from each other, find out how better to run a successful podcast. Okay, that was for this week. I think so. (laughs) Okay, thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.